This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in on the No Ceilings NBA podcast feed and on the No Ceilings YouTube channel. I'm Maxwell Baumbach, and today we have a very special guest. He is Oklahoma guard Milo Suzan. Goes by Los. Los, how are you doing today? Good, man. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We're really excited to have you. You are a name to watch uh, this upcoming season, whether you're a fan of college basketball or the NBA draft. Um, so really, really excited to kind of get into your game. And the first thing I, I li- I'd like to ask you, um, for people who aren't familiar with you or are newer to the NBA draft space, you know, they like the NBA, they're, you know, dipping their toes in college, the draft, things like that. How would you describe your game to, to someone who hasn't seen you before? Uh, shoot, I would say uh, I'm a point guard, uh, 6'4", so I got some good size on me. Um, I got the ability to, to get down get down to the lane and create for others. Um, I have the ability to knock down shots. Um, I have a pretty good floater game. Uh, I think probably what I'm mostly good at is the pick and roll. Uh, I'm good at throwing those type of skips and hit, knowing when to hit the roll guy and knowing when to get to the basket. So I say that sums up, sums it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, for, sure. for sure. Yeah. So what got you into basketball growing up? Um, probably my dad, my family. Yeah. yeah. My, mm-hmm. my dad has been a basketball coach for the past 20 years. So mm-hmm. uh, I've always been around the game. My older, I'm also the youngest. So, uh, I was the little brother who was always running around the court uh, mm. trying to play up. So I'd say mm. probably around three I've been playing basketball. Yeah, I was I was the youngest too, but instead of like getting on the court, I was eating too many snacks when I was at my siblings' <laughs> games. So I didn't go so I didn't go to Oklahoma to play basketball like you did. I was, I, I, I so. was forced to pick up the ball. Yeah. So so yeah, so you mentioned that you you had, you know, you have a dad who coaches. Um you played for him at one point, but just but even before we get to, you know, playing for him in high school and things like that, how did having a father who is so knowledgeable about the game kind of affect your development growing up? Was there more pressure on you? Did it just open your eyes to more things earlier on? Like, how did that kind of play out? Uh, shoot, I think it, I think it separated me. Um, mm-hmm. I think me and him used to watch film after games in high school. So I feel like a lot of kids weren't doing that. And as a freshman, having that type of confidence where you you know your dad's a coach. I mean, most of the shots I, I took in the game were shots I worked on with him. So mm-hmm. it wasn't really uh, – I had the ultimate green. So, I mean, it helped me a lot. <laughs> it helped mm-hmm. me a lot for sure. Definitely. That's great. 
for sure. And uh, so you got to a point where you were, you know, playing, playing for your dad and things like that. You ended up transferring, you played it, you know, big, big time, you know, high level high school basketball, um, NIBC, Geico, like high level stuff. Um, what went into that decision? Cause at the same time, I'd imagine, you know, you'd want to, you know, help your dad, you know, go to state titles and things like that. But at the same sure. time for your individual development, you know, it's a chance to compete against the best prospects in the country, best players in the country, get some, you know, more great coaching from a different perspective. How did that decision kind of play out? And what was that like for you to make that adjustment? Yeah, shoot. That was my sophomore year. My sophomore year, I lost in state with my dad. Uh, mm-hmm. My senior year, I was, we were expected to come back. We had a young team who they were going to be seniors. I was going to be a junior. The plan was to return and, and uh, win a state title, but COVID had happened. They had ended mm-hmm. up canceling, canceling the season in Vegas. And we had a lot of good guys, like a lot of big-time names who were, who were in Vegas for sure. So uh, I had to go to Prolific. Um, I guess that choice, I mean, they kind of hit my dad up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was, kind of a, it was kind of the only option I had. Yeah, I'd say it's play or not play at that point, which is tough. Yeah. <laughs> so after after COVID, a lot, a lot changed. Mm-hmm. And then I just had success. I came late into the team in November, but I, 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 I really helped them out a little bit. They kind of needed a point guard. They had a lot of size. Um, so I kind of just had to adjust. And then I got the chance to play in Geico against mm-hmm. other good big names, really good teams. And, uh, yeah, that definitely developed, helped my game a lot. For sure. And uh, ultimately, you end up attending Oklahoma. What was your recruitment like and, and what led you to Oklahoma? Because Oklahoma, it's, you know, power five school, big school, I think stronger basketball history than a lot of people realize. New coach who had a lot of success, been to a final four, things like that. So what was ultimately kind of the, the main factors that, that led you going there? Uh, definitely Coach Moser. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like me and him had the best relationship. And I feel like that's the main that's the main part of what comes into recruiting, having a good relationship with the head coach. Uh, but I had a I mean, it was really down to them in Utah, honestly, them, Utah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about staying home with UNLV and then the, the fourth school, Cal, mm-hmm. uh, all really good coaches. But I think it came down to just the, the connection I had with Coach Moser and the development plan he had for me. And I mean, shoot, I had a pretty solid freshman year. Yeah. So, I can't complain. It man. worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he let's stayed. talk about that. Cause you mentioned, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying he stayed true to what he was telling me and, and the development and the plan he had for me. And he's a solid, he's solid. Yeah. Cause I, I wanted to get into that because obviously at the division one level, and especially when you're at a power five, a school like Oklahoma, where the expectation is you're, you're trying to compete, you're trying to get into the tournament, things like that if you're a freshman, like nothing's going to come easy. Like you're not going to be handed minutes. You're not going to be handed a role. Um, and you kind of came in, you were not in the starting lineup initially and it took you a while. Like you, you earned that spot. Um, so what was it like kind of going from, Hey, I'm first stepping foot on campus to kind of scratching and clawing and working your way up and eventually getting that everyday starter kind of, kind of position on the roster. Um, what was it like? I mean, the first couple, just like any other freshman, the first couple of weeks of when you get there, the game is faster. You've got a lot to learn. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's how, that's what I was going through in the beginning of the year, which is probably why I didn't start earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but once I started to get a feel and, and, and really seeing how coach wanted to play, I understood how to guard. I know how to guard. Um, kind of, it kind of went down. It kind of got easier for me. Mm-hmm. I said, started to slow down. Shoot. And I mean, I, I'm in the gym a lot, so I yeah. watch film. Uh, and I feel like the more film you watch, the, the easier the game gets for you, the slower it gets. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what happened. I, I, I ended yeah. up starting next game. I, I played really well. The next game after that, we played Arkansas, and, and I and I really made a name for myself. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that game at the time and just being like, all right, this is, this is going to be a guy maybe a little sooner than people thought. Um, what – was there anything specific that really clicked for you or was it just getting used to the the speed and kind of pace of the, of the college game? Uh, I think it was definitely probably the speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, I remember shoot the first couple weeks of practice where I was like, yeah, this, I had a, I had a great, a great guard with me, Grant Sherfield, who was a yeah. senior. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I used to tell him how the game was fast to me. And uh, I think he helped me out a lot. And uh mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of just kind of just I kind of got a lot more comfortable as Mm -hmm. the time on yeah yeah that's that's definitely uh something you hear about a lot like I remember I did one of these with with JT Shoemate before Portsmouth and he was a guy who transferred up from division two to division one and even like that like as opposed to high school to to the power five level he was saying like the first game he played he was like it felt like the game was just happening around me and I didn't even know what was going on so like I think that division one speed and acclimation time it's a, it's a really normal and kind of common thing and then all of a sudden it was interesting with you because you kind of flipped the switch before conference play like yep. you'd almost like you see it the opposite way with a lot of freshmen where they might start well playing the smaller schools and you go into conference play and production kind of nose dives a little bit with yeah, you no. it was it was the opposite how did you kind of navigate like you found your role and then all of a sudden you're you're playing in the toughest conference in the country like was that part of it daunting or was it just like hey i'm hitting my stride and this is working for me um i just trusted my work shoot yeah. uh like i said uh i'm in the gym and uh, that probably gave me a lot more confidence than I had earlier in the year. And uh, <laughs> it ended up working out. Coach yeah. started, I, I seen the staff and I seen the players really starting to believe in me around that time. And they really, I mean, the situation I was in, they needed me. So I feel yeah. like I feel like that that played a part. The need yeah, so, for sure. So let's get kind of get into your game and what you do really well. Um, the, the playmaking and kind of creation stuff, both, both for yourself and for others really is what really stands out at, at six, four, um, your handle and footworker are really polished. You keep the ball on a string. You start and stop well with the ball, uh, good body control. What is your kind of process like when you are on the, when you're putting the ball on the deck and is there anything that you're kind of looking for anytime you're starting to initiate the offense, whether it's on an Island or in her pick and roll? Yeah. Uh, shoot. The first thing I'm looking for is to see if there's a guy down there protecting the, the rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's not, then I'm trying to get down there and start the domino, whether who, mm-hmm. whichever guy side helps. I think I'm pretty good at passing with my left and my right hand. So I think that's a, a special gift that I have, um, whether I'm throwing with my right or my left. Um, yeah, that's really the initial start. Mm-hmm. I think in the pick and situation, if I'm in a pick and roll, I'm trying to see who's tagging the big. If nobody's tagging the big, then I can, I can drop it off. If somebody is tagging, then I'm trying to make the skip. So I mean, those are just that's really what I'm looking for offensively. 
to try to get my guy. Um, yeah, shoot. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think it really shows that you kind of have that, that knack for, like you said, kind of looking at the rim and seeing what's, what's going on there. And if you can get there, um, one thing statistically with the advanced numbers that really stands out is you were efficient as a finisher at the rim, but you got to the rim a lot more than a lot of guards that went into the NBA draft last year that were high picks in the NBA draft last year. How did you kind of adjust in terms of physicality as a freshman? Cause it's, it's most freshmen don't do very well at the rim and they have, they have a hard time getting there. So why do you think it was that you were able to get to the rim so consistently and do well when you were there? Uh, I mean, it's too, it's hard to be physical with a guy who, who's shifty. So <laughs> pretty shifty guard. And, uh, and I also got a good size on me. So it's kind of hard to yeah. put a bigger guard on me that I'm quicker than, or, or a smaller guard that I'm bigger than. So I feel like a lot of the times I'm just trying to touch the paint. A lot of yeah. good things happen get to the paint so that's really the main thing touch get to the paint and spray it and i mean you're saying efficient like finishing wise mm-hmm. yep yeah so most of the guards in last year's draft I, I don't have the numbers in front of me they were they were usually in the half court around like 50 to 52 percent at the rim and you were closer to 54 mm. yeah sure. so yeah mm-hmm. i and mean yeah, yeah you took yeah 31.7 percent of your half court shots at the rim so Again, kind of higher higher end compared to a lot of guys last year. Not definitely, yeah. Shoot, uh, I probably say my size helps with that. I mean, I, I came in, at, I was playing at one eighty. Yeah, was I one eighty last year? So I mean, that's solid <laughs> as a freshman. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good weight. Yeah, 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 you're definitely not tiny. Are you bigger this year? Are you coming in like yeah, stronger? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. I I mean, we had our little weight, and I was one ninety four, but. We started playing now, so I'm, I'm at a good 190. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to keep that weight on during during the season with all all the up and down and all the practice and everything like that. Um, so you you kind of touched on the passing a little bit. Uh, it's it's really enticing. Um, obviously very creative, um, but you see things really quickly. And I think what stands out is is your timing, like when you make a pass. Um, your ability to live dribble pass with both hands. It's, it's just really hard to, to telegraph what you're going to do on the floor. Um, but I think my favorite thing that you do is you read the entire court. Like there's not a pass that you can't make. I think a lot of guys, they go into pick and roll. They're looking at the big, they're looking at the corner where you're kind of able to see everything all the time. Is that, how did you kind of develop as a floor general and being able to see so many things on the court when it's, for a lot of younger guards, it's more just like one-on-one. It's me and the role man, or it's me, it's the role man, and it's the, the yeah. corner. Like, how did, how did that come along? Uh, Shoot, probably, I mean, I played for a good AAU team when I was in middle school who, who mm-hmm. taught me how to the right way, along with my dad. So, I mean, I'm really just trying to see where the mismatches are and, mm-hmm. and try to, if I see my guy as a shooter, I'm trying to hit my guy in the pocket. I mean, I keep mm-hmm. the game simple, so. Yeah. Yeah. When I think, so would you say it's almost like uh, people use the phrase, like know your personnel about like the defense, like you got to know who's, who's guarding you and who's guarding who. But I mean, it sounds like you're saying that's kind of equally true for like who your guys are too. Like knowing your guys' strengths and finding, finding where they are and what mismatches they might have. No, definitely. Um, One thing I thought was, was pretty interesting too, is that you, you had a nice little shooting leap throughout the season. uh, But the biggest thing that changed was the volume from three. You started to take more threes a game efficiency was really high the whole season ended the year over 40 percent from three um 
was there kind of a change in demeanor or confidence or anything that led to you shooting more threes or was it just kind of taking what was given you got them more and you took them uh definitely probably confidence uh my beginning of the freshman year i mean i've always been a pretty good shooter i just mm-hmm. didn't really fit like that i was more so trying to get i knew grant was a uh, grant is a is a score or trying to get mm-hmm. him the ball and get him open um so that was really the thing last year in the beginning of the year towards the end of the year though i seen that's what we were missing and and me and coach moser had multiple talks about me shooting the ball and not deferring and mm-hmm. um I mean, I guess I, I kind of did change my mindset a little bit towards I seen some growth. So I, I definitely wanted to take off. And I, I knew mm-hmm. knew what, uh, I knew I knew I could make these type of shots that I was passing up. So I just yeah. started to take off. For sure. Yeah, it, and it paid off. I, I thought the, the results were great. I'm excited to see how that kind of develops in this next year. Um, your game on the defensive side of the ball is, is strong, too. Um, I, I just like to lead with this one. What do you think you do best on the defensive side of the ball right now? Um, what I do best right now, I mean, I, I'm pretty good on the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. I use my length well. Um, I would say I'm a pretty good, uh, a pretty good uh, off ball defender as well. I I do tend to to turn my head and, and ball watch a lot though, but um, mm-hmm. I would say I'm a pretty pretty good off ball defender I, I, I communicate a lot i talk on defense which is super important so i mean yeah shoot i don't know i don't really want to yeah I, i'm with you on guarding the ball though i think i, I do think that is something that, that really kind of stands out um what's what's your mentality on defense because i think you're a guy that's pretty tough to to shake for a variety of reasons like guys just if it's them against you one-on-one a lot of guards have a hard time why why do you think that is um, I think it's probably because I'm, I'm actually a lot stronger than I probably look. Um, and I'm really good at getting in front and, and using my forearm. Um, and then I feel like this year, what I've gotten better at a lot is bullying ball screens and, and, and knowing how to, I guess, listen to the command better from the big mm-hmm. and what ball screen will be. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's probably for, it's probably my length a little bit. I guard mm-hmm. point guard. I have a better, uh, I got more length on me to close out for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Yeah. And I, I think with the defense too, um, it did seem like you did a, a pretty good job navigating screens and getting around them last year too. Is a lot of that just communication or is it again, sort of like feel film study, knowing the opposing personnel? Like what do you think allows, allowed you to kind of do a, a good job in those settings last year? Uh, definitely knowing personnel, mm-hmm. knowing what, as a refusal guy, uh, I mean, shoot, if, if the guy's dominant right hand, all of that mm-hmm. plays a part. Depending on who I'm guarding, I, I definitely know the scout before the game. And if I know this guy doesn't like to go left, I'm definitely trying to push him to his left. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if, uh, if he doesn't like to shoot off the dribble, I'm definitely sliding under the ball screen. So um, I guess it just really depends on personnel. Personnel is for sure a big one. Definitely. For sure. Having the right mindset, wanting to guard mm-hmm. is the, another thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, what have you been kind of working on most this offseason? Like, what do you think will be the biggest thing that people who watched you last year and then watch you this year say, hey, that, that's a little bit different with him? Uh, I think I'm a lot more vocal this year. Um, I mean, Coach Moser's he's given me a, a much bigger role this year. So 
Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to challenge um, and, and be a leader for the team. Uh, but but game wise, I mean, I, I'm I'm really shooting the ball. I'm shooting the ball off the dribble a lot better. Not that I didn't shoot it. I, well, I just didn't shoot a lot last year, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I'm shooting the ball. If guys go into screens, a lot better. Um, I see the floor pretty well, right? Now. I'm seeing. I'm making some really good passes in practice. Can't lie. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, um, what else have I been working on this year? Uh, playing off mm-hmm. two feet is another thing I've been working on. Okay, Not yeah. Just going trying to throw up something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely two things I've been I've been working on a lot. That's awesome. That's really exciting. I think I think especially the kind of the pull up shooting and shooting off the dribble because, like you said last year, you're playing alongside Grant Sherfield. And even, even this year, like you're a team that has a lot of guard talent. How his, how do you feel like getting to kind of be the lead guy this year? And then that experience of, of being a little bit more off the ball last year, how do you feel like that's helped you in terms of what you're going to be doing after Oklahoma? Like when you're playing at the professional level in the NBA and things like that, like how do you feel like that on off kind of ability and, and development is going to, going to pay off for you? I mean, shoot. Yeah. We're going to take it one day at a time, but I mean, yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. Here. and, and mm. if I do, I think playing with with good guards, everybody in the NBA is good. So yeah, I to play with with other good players, and I think mm-hmm. that's something I do well. Um, I can I can find shooters, uh, and I can also play off the ball if I need to be. So I think definitely playing with Grant and playing with Javian this year, I mm-hmm. think that'll definitely help me in the long run. For sure, for sure. Well, we're all super excited to to watch this team this year. This is a really, really exciting backcourt. One of the, one of the best in the country. And we're, we're super excited to watch it. We appreciate you taking the time to, to come join us here. Where can people find you on social media? If they want to follow along the journey and, and know more about you. Uh, shoot. My Instagram is, uh, Losi Uzan, L O S S Y U Z A N. Um, same as Twitter. So, uh, mm. where I'll be at. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We're wishing you the best luck this season. We thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as uh, the No Ceilings NBA podcast feed on your podcast app of choice. And don't forget to go to NoCeilingsNBA.com for daily written content covering the NBA draft year round. Again, Lois, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Appreciate it.